Well, good morning, everyone. It really is nice to see you. I can see so many of you just smiling at me. Sort of. I think you are. Either that or you're grimacing. I think it's smiling behind all those masks, but it really is wonderful to see you all again. Lovely to see folk from St. James, but also all saints. Very much a strong welcome to you. And St. John's as well. Um, so God bless you. Really lovely that so many are able to join us. And also, God bless you, and welcome to those who join us online, whether you're watching the video or you're listening to the podcast. And uh, just over the last week, we've been learning how many folk are now joining us online. Uh, a couple of Sundays ago, there were about 26, 30 here gathered at St. James's Hall. We were kind of heading towards um, full, full capacity. There still is more. We can accommodate more chairs. Uh, and another 20 or so joined us for the video online. Isn't that wonderful? But what also was very encouraging and surprising and a great blessing was that 109 joined us to listen to the podcast from all around the world. Um, only 77% listen to that from Britain. The rest are in Africa, Indonesia, and so on. So we really do praise the Lord for his gracious spirit and the way that even in a time of lockdown, welcome guys, come on in, um, even in a time of lockdown, God blesses his people very much. And just to say, if you're listening to this as a podcast or as a video, it's great to have your company here as we worship the Lord together. Um, a couple of things just to note. Ian Hine, did you know he retired after 42 years of being our local school caretaker? Just this week. I'm sure there's a medal the size of a dustbin lid which they're going to give for that long service. But uh, God bless you and well done, very faithfully served. And I also want to welcome uh, to our number for, for the first time officially gathering and joining with us uh, physically. Um, some two, two new members. So John and Kay Ellis, we'd like to stand up guys. We'd like to welcome you to our church community. John has his rainbow mask on today. Um, I went to a, a, an APCM this week and realized I forgot my mask. And then I found uh, my daughter's nice red mask. So I wore that to St. John's and St. Mary's APCM this week. And someone said to me, oh, you're, you're very professional. I thought, well, that's the first time someone said that to me. I said, well, why do you think I'm professional? And they said, well, your masks are in liturgical colors. <laughs> Just to reassure people, I'm not quite that professional. Um, my wife uh, pointed out that I had my jumper on back to front this morning. So thank you all the ladies who I've said hello to and you've been so gracious and uh, not even mentioning it to me. Uh, that, that, I'm afraid, is the peril of a house move over the weekend and getting up in the dark this morning to look after the dog. Um, we do have one casualty of our house move and that was the vacuum cleaner. Uh, we, we left it uh, alone for a minute and the dog, I'm afraid, thought it was a tree. <laughs> I will leave you to imagine what happened next. But there's always some casualty of house moves, aren't there? Well, that's uh, um, enough of the frivolity. It's wonderful to see you all this morning. Let's just open in prayer as we gather physically or online to worship the Lord. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit with us this morning. We know, Lord Jesus, just a little bit of how much 
you blessed us. Thank you, Lord, for new folk joining our number physically. Thank you for new folk joining our number digitally. And we just pray for those around the world who might be listening or watching. We pray that this morning, wherever they are, whenever they listen to this, you give them a very special blessing, that your peace and your grace might be upon them as you are with us in this hall in North Somerset in England this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So, as usual, all the words are on screen. Reminder, please keep your masks on throughout the service. Do enjoy the music, but don't sing along. Unless, of course, you're following digital, uh, in which case you can sing your hearts out, of course. So please join with me in the opening welcome responses. The Lord be with you. And also with you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to do that just now through the words of this hymn, from the sun's rising until the sun's setting. Jesus, our Lord, shall be great in the earth. Let's listen to this and enjoy it. Spirits ablaze One in his love we will 
will circle the world with the song of his praise. Oh, let all his people rejoice, and let all the earth hear his voice. So let's join in these words of confession together. O Lord of life, eternity cannot hold you, nor can our little words catch the magnificence of your kindness. Yet in the space of our small hearts and in silence, you can come close and repair us. O Lord of life, grant us your forgiveness for our careless thoughts, for our thoughtless deeds, for our empty speech, and the words with which we wounded. And now may Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all his goodness, keeping you in life eternal. Amen. Amen. And the collect for Trinity 19. Faithful Lord, whose steadfast love never ceases, and whose mercies never come to an end. Grant us the grace to trust you, and to receive these new gifts of your love, new every morning, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Bible reading today is read by Joe. Thank you, Joe. taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 33, reading from verses 12 to 23. Moses and the glory of the Lord. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favour with me. If you are pleased with me, Teach me your ways, so that I may know you and continue to find favour with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked, because I am pleased with you, and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. 
I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks very much, Joe. And we'll be thinking a little bit more about what it means to be people of God in just a short while. Remember that Moses asked the Lord, how will people know what will make us distinct? And we'll be thinking a little bit more about what makes us distinct as Christians, as God's people, in just a moment. But first, though, we're going to have our next hymn, which is absolutely wonderful because it talks of the holiness of the Lord. Again, Martin is bringing us his music in the words of holy, holy, holy. Thank you. 
What was it like when you were growing up as a teenager? Some of you actually are growing up as a teenager in the current time. But what was it like for those of us who aren't teenagers any longer growing up? You kind of go with the latest craze of it, don't you? Well, as a teenager growing up in the Welsh Valleys in the 1980s, there was a new craze sweeping through the villages. I think it had filtered its way from England. Can't tell us something about it. It was all about standing out from the crowd, and what better way to do that than giving your car a makeover? <laughs> now, you would start with these lovely sort of faux fur seat covers. You know the ones that look like sheepskin but isn't, and sort of roughs up uh, after a very short while, usually a sort of creamy white. Really tasteful. <laughs> You move on to sticking a sort of go-faster stripe down each side of your car, which didn't actually make you go faster, and probably peeled off when you went over 50 mph, if your car actually went over 50 mph. Graduate to fluffy dice. <laughs> which would dangle from the rear window, completely obscuring the view out front, but that didn't really matter because, hey, you were cool. And finally you'd have this lovely long tinted front window strip. And what would you put on it? The name of the driver and the girlfriend. Thank you, Beth, she's obviously been there. I'm sure you all said Beth and Dennis. Something like that. Do you remember it? If you're watching Online, there's a picture there. It's a very famous TV series in Britain. Someone tell us what it is. Someone once said that's the Queen's favourite TV series, Only Fools and Horses. And apparently she does a very good Cockney accent, although I've never really asked her for that. Maybe, maybe some of you can. Now, nowadays, the trend with cars seems to be more about drilling a couple of holes in your exhaust and then trying to drown it out with the stereo. <laughs> but obviously back then, we had taste. <laughs> and it was all about what would make you distinct. The irony is, so many people doing that kind of didn't make you distinct anymore. But in our Bible reading today, Moses asked the Lord, how are we going to make ourselves distinct? What is it that will distinguish us, that will make us out. Well, our Bible reading brings us right towards the end of our God of Our Story Bible series, this week and next week of the last two, and we've been traveling with God's people right from the time of the patriarchs until they reach the Promised Land. Moses knows the path ahead for the Hebrews contains great blessing, but also great, great challenge. And it's with that in mind, just like for us, life today has great blessing, but also great challenge. For Moses, it was a similar time, great blessing, great challenge. And so in verse 15 he says, if your presence does not go with us, do not, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you're pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? What will distinguish me and your people from all other people on the face of the earth? So Moses pleads 
for God's presence to accompany them. Because he knew that the presence of the Lord was what would set them apart. That people would see that the Lord was with them. God had journeyed with them. He'd established a covenant of love with them and their forefathers. Their origin story, the narrative of who they were, where they'd come from, how they began, was all bound up in their maker and creator. Now, when we started the God of Our Story Bible series, we started with a quote, and it was by this chap, Eugene Peterson. Some of you will remember him. He translated the message version of the Bible. This is what he said. If we're primarily exhorted to achieve, it shapes the way we are. We get our identity and achievement out of performance, out of competition. We learn to evaluate others impersonally, usually as impediments to our own achievement. But if we're primarily addressed in the form of biblical story, in narrative, we're gathered into something that has meaning, plot, and purpose. The seeds of character and significance are embedded in us, and we find ourselves more or less at home in the world and in our community. So true, those words of Eugene Peterson. And I think it was with that type of feeling, that type of longing in mind, that Moses pleaded with God. Let the seeds of his character and the significance that gives us be embedded inside of us. Story is a powerful media through which we as Christians are able to onwards communicate a timeless truth because it points to a timeless creator who sits behind it. And it's about that timeless creator establishing a covenant of love and redemption, which is tremendously life-giving and hope-giving. It's the hope that we have as brothers and sisters in Christ today. And it's what marks us out even when people kind of don't know so much about the faith we profess. I remember years ago being sat in a business meeting with some of the directors in Matt West, and one of the guys just came out and swore, but everybody did it. And he, he apologised to me. He said, oh, I'm sorry, you're a man of the cloth, the man of the church. That's what he said to me. And I thought, well, I've never really talked to this guy about God. I never really said too much about going to church, although obviously I didn't hide it. But there was obviously something that he saw. I mean, you have this too, don't you? There are people that we meet and they occasionally say things because they can see a difference in you and us. And that's hope-giving. Because it's not because we're elite or special in that sense or better than anyone else, but it's because we've opened ourselves to the love and redeeming knowledge of Jesus Christ. And it's through Christ that covenant extends to us today. Our whole Bible is based on this premise, Old Covenant, New Covenant. Old Testament, New Testament. Nowadays we have less of an idea about what being part of a covenant means. But to the Hebrews, they grasped it more readily because it had formed some of the back narrative of their story throughout the years. Let me try and offer an illustration. Just before we move on, very famous painting of Moses 
and the Ten Commandments. Anybody like to say who the famous artist who painted that? Anybody recognise it? Rembrandt. Rembrandt, thank you, Dutch artist Rembrandt, fantastic. Um, Beth, if I had other gold stars or medals to give out, which I don't. Yeah, oh, Sean. Sean, oh, well done, thank you, Sean, well done. Fantastic. Yeah, I really need to bring these little gold stars next time, but... Um, <laughs> Let me try and illustrate a little bit about what that Old Testament covenant meant. When Corinna and I got engaged, we made a trip to the jewellers. What do you think we were going to buy? Someone shouted out, a wedding ring, an engagement ring, thank you. But when you do that, you consider or rather, she considers the quality of the stone <laughs> and the call mark, which often talks about the quality of the gold. She's looking at me now <laughs> with the gilded eye. Don't worry, no. It's a big expense, isn't it? But the purpose, because it underlines the covenant of love that you have with each other which you formalise in your vows on your marriage day. Let me unpack a little bit about God's covenant. Imagine you've got engaged and you want to select a ring together. You made your commitment, it verbally, and in actions of love. You arrange to meet, the day, the time, the place is set, and it arrives. You turn up. But the other party is not there. They, you wait and wait. Hours pass. Days even. You keep going back. Weeks, months. Life turns through the seasons into the years. Every day you go back because you signed up to the covenant. Faithfulness. That's a little bit like the Hebrew word nresheh, which is the Hebrew word for covenant. And Anna Klar, my Old Testament Hebrew scholar who taught me Hebrew at Serum College, I do apologize for that awful pronunciation of Hebrew. So if you're listening, Anna Klar, sorry about that, but something did sink in, you'll be reassured to learn. That word of covenant has something special about it which marks us out as God's people. Not like the human contracts that are made between each other, either in business, because we know sometimes those contracts fail. We know sometimes human love can let us down. Like hallmarks on a ring, God's covenants are marked by promises made by its eternal maker. And by definition, they speak of eternity. They are made forever. God is still there outside that shop waiting for humanity to rock up and receive the blessings that he has for them. It speaks to the very nature of God himself. Even when we turn away, he is always there, always ready to welcome us, to meet us, to give us hope and to forgive no matter what we've done. It's hard, I think, in our humanity to imagine models of love like this because we see so many around us that break down. 
the fact that we do have a model of love, I suggest to you, to you, whether you're listening online or here today, they do speak of the divine. There is a timelessness, timelessness in the human love we feel for each other. We know the love we feel towards one another has the hallmarks of the divine about it, even though it's imperfect. It's not constrained by time or place. It defies logic. It cannot be measured or purchased or forced and can, can be immensely forgiving. It doesn't break down like those old cars of the 90s and 70s, 80s did. The Christian narrative is that this love is God's gift in, a, in us and that the God of our story put it there. And this is what makes us distinct as Christians. We have God's love and we're part of God's covenant of grace, redemption and hope. As St. Peter wrote, he wrote this in uh, 1 Peter uh, chapter 2 verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's special possession. You are these things that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So that's our meaning and our purpose. We're to declare those praises. We're to speak by our actions and our lives of the glory of God who is the God of love and redemption whose hallmarks are placed on our hearts and minds. Isn't that absolutely wonderful? One final thing to say. We know that whatever happens in the future, in his hand, he holds each of us, cares for us, and will always, always, without fail, work things out for good in the end. Even if in the short term, things seem a little dire, and frustrating, like through the coronavirus. We know that the story that was begun in love, in love, will end in love and redemption. This is the God of our story. Amen. Amen. And we're going to take this opportunity to speak words of faith in our God of hope and redemption now through the words of the Creed, which will appear on our screen. So let's join in these words of faith and proclaim them in hope and love and praise together. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm just going to invite you to share the peace to each other. If you could stand, if you're able. Please don't move around too much because we need to stay within our bubbles and things like that. But we can turn about and wish ourselves a sign of God's peace, so we can do this through British Sign Language. I think we're all kind of getting there with the drill now. So I wish it to you, then you wish it to everyone else. And I'll also do it so the folk online can see us too. Okay, so may the peace of the Lord 
be with you. Now to each other. to a time of intercession, Sarah is going to lead us in prayer. Thank you, Sarah. In the power of the Spirit and in unison with Christ, let us pray to the Father, secure in the knowledge that we are God's people and he will listen to our prayers. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you promised through your Son, Jesus Christ, to hear us when we pray in faith. And we pray for the church throughout the world, for our diocese and for our churches here in Winscombe, Sanford and Churchill. We give thanks for Andrew as he continues to lead us spiritually. And now that he and his family have finally moved into the new vicarage, we pray that they may spend many happy and fulfilling years living there as they seek to promote the knowledge of God and his love in our communities. And we pray for Bishop Ruth as she continues to lead our diocese while Bishop Peter receives his treatment for leukemia. Strengthen Peter and Ruth, our bishops, and all your church in the service of Christ that those who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. During this pandemic, it's easy to forget all the other troubling situations around the world, and we pray for all those places where there is continuing warfare, civil unrest, starvation, climate disruption. And this week, we remember particularly the people of Nagorno-Karabakh as the conflict between Azerbaijan and Armenia continues. And the people of France as they come to terms with the shocking killing of a teacher in Paris. We pray also for our own country as we face an uncertain autumn and winter. And we hold up to God all those who continue to suffer from the consequences of COVID-19. Those who mourn, those whose lives have been seriously damaged by the illness and its after effects. Those who have lost or face losing their jobs. Those in care homes who cannot see their families and struggle to understand why. And those whose planned operations and treatments are abruptly cancelled due to the virus. We give thanks for the dedication of all those who care for the sick and the elderly, and for those working hard to find vaccines and drugs to fight the effects of the virus. Bless and guide Elizabeth, our Queen. Give wisdom to all in authority. 
and direct this nation and every nation in the ways of justice and of peace, that we may honour one another and seek the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our We give thanks for our community here in Winscombe, Sanford and Churchill, and for our church families, and for the support that we receive from each other. We also give thanks that although not all our church community feel able to worship in person, we have the technology, and that enables most to listen or to watch, and thus be part of our worship each week. And we welcome those who don't live locally, but join us from many varied places in this country and further afield. Give grace to us, our families and friends, and to all our neighbours in Christ, that we may serve him in one another and love as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those who are sick or suffering, those who are anguished, who are vulnerable, those who worry, those who are waiting for tests, results of tests, diagnoses. In your mercy, God, give them and their loved ones the strength to cope and the peace of knowing your enduring love. Here in our churches, we pray for Bishop Peter, Sarah B, James, Jeff Norton, Henry S, Celia Hine, Chris G, Pauline Kay, Reverend Tim Jessamine and his wife Elaine, David and Mary, Jackie Bravery, Jim McGlear, Clive Litster, Myra Burrows, Pat Gray, Pippa Cobden Ramsey, William Ducrow, Katie Brookman in Bristol Children's Hospital, and her mother, Fleur, and those known only to ourselves and to God. And we give heartfelt thanks for answers to prayer and for those who are recovering from recent operations. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them to the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for those who have died recently and for their families. And particularly, two members of our church family, Jeff Lackett and John Wilson. Hear us as we remember those who have died in the faith of Christ. According to your promises, grant us with them a share in your eternal kingdom. And rejoicing in the fellowship of all your saints, we commend ourselves and the whole creation to your unfailing love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
continue to pray in the words of our Lord's Prayer, we pray this together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Will we just be asking for God's kingdom to come? Our next hymn talks about welcoming the King of Kings, King of Kings, Majesty. King of Kings, Majesty. Beatitudes. 
There are booklets available today. If you don't have one already, they're on the desk at the back. So someone will be there to um, give one to you. The cost is three pounds uh, and they can take your cash there. Isn't that reassuring? They can take your cash for, from you directly this morning, but also if you prefer to pay electronically, that's fine. They can tell you how to do that. So do, do or don't leave without your copy of the Beatitudes course. You can do that in your kits groups, your keep in touch groups. You can do that in your house groups. You can do it individually. You can do it as couples or in small groups. However you want to do it, you don't have to have an online connection. Just follow the booklet every day beginning on Monday. But if you do have an internet connection, you'd like the optional extra, there will be a short video created by one of us for each of the weeks. Just reflects on that Beatitude for the week. It'll be about three to five minutes. It'll be available on our website, on Facebook, and also um, hopefully via WhatsApp too. So do join with us in our new Beatitudes course. It's a course we want all our three churches to do. Everybody can participate as we walk with the Lord together. Which brings us to the close of our service and the blessing. So please do stand. Whether you're listening online, whether you're standing here with us this morning. Let's come finally before the Lord for his blessing. Now may God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the source of all goodness and hope, pour down his blessing upon all things created and upon you, his children who gather today to worship, that as God's people you might be witnesses of his holy covenant to those around you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you and all those this day God calls you to serve and love. Amen. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming today.